0: You're listening to a message from Highway Church entitled, What He'd Love You to Know. Enjoy. lives are being changed all around this place this morning. Hallelujah. Yours being one of them. (laughs) Amen. Glory to God. Excellent. I'm just making sure I'm where I need to be. (laughs) That's good. All right. So, I want you all to get what I've gotten. (laughs) So, that takes two things going on here this morning. What I've gotten has been from... Uh, the one-a-days. How many of you are, are one-a-day readers in here? If you're not, you should be. That just as our little tracking program, Monday through Friday, five days a week, you read one chapter out of the New Testament. And I believe we just started, don't tell me, Second Corinthians. I think we're going to be tomorrow on chapter two. 2. Corinthians chapter 2. So if you're not doing that, I really encourage you to do that. Um, better than... I'm going to say it, better than a devotional, better than a little pretty meme off of YouVersion Bible app is you opening your Bible and getting it for yourself. So I appreciate devotions. I've used them in my walk with the Lord, and I love getting an encouragement post online, but there is nothing to replace Time with your face in an open Bible. (laughs) And so that's why I encourage you guys to do the one a day. So tomorrow, if you're not doing it already, I believe they're at the back table. Is that right, Melissa? So if you want to pick up, there's a schedule back there, or you can find it on our homepage also at highwaychurch.us. You can find one a day Bible reading plan there. And these things that i found came out of, um, of my one a day time back in May. <laughs> and I've been waiting to share it with you. But I've gotten such a... Um such a boost from God from having spent this time and it's going to take two things this morning for this to get over to you one, that the Holy Ghost would utilize me that I would yield my tongue my members, my mind everything about me, I would yield to the Holy Spirit that he would say what he wants to say and number two that needs to happen is that you would yield your ear to what the Lord is saying and recognize that it's beyond what The deliverer is saying, but it's what God has given for you to receive. So if you can just look past all of this here (laughs) and hear from the Lord this morning. Amen. Let's pray that we might do that right now. Father, we thank you for this time that we are setting aside to hear from you. There is nothing more valuable, nothing more worth. Our time and attention than you and your word to us, Lord. So we uh, dedicate right now our ears to the hearing of the word, and Father, I dedicate my members uh, to the to the ministry of the word, Father. That you would say to us this morning the things that are in your heart, Lord, to say to us. Uh, Not that they pass in one ear and out the other, but that we would receive them to ourselves, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you that we are being made into the image of Christ day by day. That we go from faith to faith, from glory to glory, and from strength to strength today in your presence. We thank you for your word. We honor it in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you turn in your Bibles, please? We're going to go to John chapter 14. That was back in May when we read those. But John, I'm sorry, John chapter 13. I love this section of the scriptures. And you may know this already or maybe it's new to you. But these are chapters 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17 are really uh, a nice, rich, condensed uh group of words that are so significant because they're the last things that jesus said to his disciples right before he went to the cross and we know that last words generally are significant words so these chapters right here while he taught about himself and showed everyone who he was through chapters 1 through 12 Just about you feel the shift in 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. He's really imparting his heart to us before he goes. And I love this portion of this particular gospel. And so we're gonna read it. I'm also a chunk reader. (laughs) I'm not, I already said, one verse here is good, but boy, can so much be mine when you take time to read a whole big chunk of the scriptures and that's what we're going to do today so i hope you have your bibles with you i'll be reading from the king james version excuse me yes the king james version and i'm going to start at 13 and we're going to go for a good chunk so get ready to follow along here we go oh are you guys ready back there john 13 in the king james version just keep rolling Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him... Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he was come from God and went to God, he riseth from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, "Lord, dost thou wash my feet?" Jesus answered and said unto him, "What do thou, what I do, thou knowest not. Now, but thou shalt know thereafter. Peter saith unto him, "Thou shalt never wash my feet." Jesus answered him, "If I wash thee not." Thou hast no part with me. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only then, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus saith to him, he that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore he said, ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, know ye... What I have done to you? ye call me master and Lord, and ye say, well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. Neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. I speak not of all of you all. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it come, that when it is come to pass, ye may believe that I am he. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me when Jesus had thus said he was troubled in spirit and testified and said verily verily I say unto you that one of you shall betray me then the disciples looked one on another doubting of whom he spake now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it is that he of whom he spoke and then lying on Jesus' breast, saith unto him, Lord, who is it? And Jesus answered, he it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sop, Satan entered into him. Then he said, Jesus unto him, that thou doest, do quickly. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him. For some of them thought, because Judas had the bag that Jesus had said unto him, by those things we have need against the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. He then, having received the sop, went immediately out, and it was night. Therefore, when he was gone, Jesus said, Now it is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself and shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. Ye shall seek me, and as I said unto the Jews, Whither I go ye cannot come. So now I say unto you, A new commandment I give you that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. I'm going to continue. 36, Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whither goest thou? Jesus answered him, whither I go, thou canst not follow me now but thou shalt follow me afterwards. Peter said unto him, Lord, why can I not follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. And Jesus answered him, wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. Let's continue in chapter 14. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way, ye know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, And how can we know the way? And Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. And jump all the way down to the end of chapter 14. Well, we'll get that in a minute. At verse 20, I want to stop at 20 on the way to the end. It says, at that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. In verse 31, but that the world may know that I love the Father. I don't know if you were catching my emphasis on reading this this morning, but what my... Heart is to deliver today, and what I believe God is saying is, Here's what I'd love you to know. <laughs> Here's what I'd love you to know. Hallelujah! You know, we can tell people, and if you've seen it before, um, where you tell someone over and go over again, I love you, I love you, I love you, and they're just not getting it right. You say, I, I, I love you. I'm for you. I love you. And for whatever reason, they're not getting it. Oftentimes, what is beneath knowing something, before you can know something, comes a belief of something. So before you can know something, you must believe something. So I can say all day to my children, I love you. I love you. I love you. But if they don't believe my word to them, they will never fully know or experience the love that I have for them for they've not yet believed it. So anything, get this very closely, (laughs) anything that you might know has been preceded by something that you believe. All right? Something that you know has been preceded by something that you believe. So, Jesus says over and over and over again, there's so many things here that I want you to know. And this is why I love this section of scripture. These are the things that he'd love you to know. Well, what did Jesus know? Let's look. I'm amazed in just the first three verses of chapter 13. Let's look at those again. Chapter 13, 1, 2, and 3. We read about a lot of things, but my emphasis this morning, again, is what he would love you to know. Hallelujah. Let's look at that again, and let's pick out what Jesus knew, okay? Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, so Jesus knew his hour. He knew what season he was in. He knew what time he was in. He knew that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, and having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. I believe this speaks to Jesus' purpose. He knew not only the hour that he was in and the time or the season that he was in, but he also knew his purpose, which was that he loved his own, which were in the world, and he loved them to the end. So if he had loved them to the end, this signifies to the time also that he knew, I've done my purpose, I fulfilled my purpose, and now the time is Let's skip down to verse 3. Jesus, knowing, what did he know? That the Father had given all things into his hand. Jesus knew his authority. So we've seen three things so far. He knew his hour or his time or his season. He knew his purpose and he knew his authority, that God had given all things into his hands. And what else did he know? That he was come from God and he went to God. This speaks of his identity. God knew, or Jesus knew at this time that he had come from God and that he went, he was going to God. So, in this, four things, three small, well, two small verses, one and three, there are things revealed that Jesus knew. Jesus knew his time, his hour. Jesus knew his purpose, which was related to his time. He knew his authority. And he knew his identity, all right? Those four things are the very things that he would love you to know. Hallelujah. Your time, your purpose, your authority, and your identity. Hallelujah. Now, you might say, well, that's Jesus. What in the world? Jesus, he was Jesus. Of course, he knew all that stuff. It's just not that simple. The Bible tells us that he had to spend time with the Father, that he had to grow in the knowledge of God, that he had to grow and see himself in the scriptures. And as he did, as he continued to grow, uh, more and more he walked in these four things, his time, his purpose, his authority, and his identity. Was he... Operating in his authority as a child, did we see any miracles or any ministry happening? No, because he the authority was not known or established. Neither was the time proper. Remember, whenever Jesus did perform his first miracle, his mom kind of forced him to the moment. And he said, it's not my time, he said. So Jesus, in spending time with the Father... The word of God, the fulfillment, the prophecies were being made, uh, they were being revealed. They were being unveiled to his understanding as to what his time, purpose, authority, and identity were. Now, if he didn't come knowing all of this, that gives us hope that as we spend time with the Father, these things can be unrolled and unveiled and the curtain pulled back on them for us as well. As a matter of fact, first John 4 17 says what? As Jesus is, so are we in this world. So if Jesus had gotten a hold at the end here, he had gotten a hold of these four things: his time, his purpose, his authority, and his identity, so we too have hope that we are as Jesus is in this world, we too should know our times our purpose, our authority, and our identity. Woo, praise God. Hallelujah. So rich. I say this, why is this so important? Why does it matter? I mean, I thought the gospel message was just give your heart to Jesus, invite him in, make him Lord of your life, and you'll go to heaven. I thought that was the gospel message. What does the Bible say? This is eternal life in John 17, that you... Know him, the Father and Jesus whom he sent. This is eternal life, that you know the Father and Jesus whom he sent. Now, Pastor Joseph has been talking in the last two weeks about knowing God, right, and spending time with him. And when you start to know God, there are things that are, that are just going to be imported into your life you just don't walk around not being affected by this love you don't just walk around untouched by who God is there are very real results for having spent time with God and if you saw the social media if you follow social media that's what was highlighted yesterday so we've heard that God loves us but what import does that have what result does that carry in our lives And and it's much more than you just going to heaven. (laughs) Now, we are living in a day, and if you read articles from Christian magazines like I do, you know that there are many people who were leaders in the church in times previous who this day are claiming not to be a Christian any longer. They adhere to the tenets of the scripture, which are morally based, being kind, thinking of others, but they have neglected the person of Jesus Christ. There's no mention of the person of Jesus. And so I think what has happened and what needs, I I believe we're in a new time. I'm saying this by the spirit of God. I believe that we're in a new time. We're in a new time as the church where it's not enough for people, people are, they're not hearing you. They've heard what has already been said, and they're not hearing the same old thing anymore. They're looking for something different. Those people who are looking for something different have made a religion out of sports. They've made a religion out of politics because in that they found their time, their purpose, their authority, and their identity. You hear what I'm saying? And so if I've already found all of those things in my religion, whether it be sports, entertainment, um, politics, whatever, you pick it. If I've already found those four things, then what am I looking for? I don't need you because you, who has Jesus in your heart, don't even have those four things. Huh? So I'm telling you that we're in a new time where the significance uh, of this relationship we have with Jesus has to have some tangibility. It has to taste right. (laughs) It has to feel right. It has to look right. And I'm not talking about outside things. I'm not talking about physical things. You know, tangibility in the sense that Uh, I see that in you. I see you walking in your times. I see you as a believer, a follower of Christ, walking in your purpose. I see you as a declared outright, not hidden, but boldly following Jesus Christ. I see you walking in an authority. I see you as a follower of Christ walking in your identity. So some have neglected the church to go and find this somewhere else. And because of that, it is all the more important that we know these things for ourselves so that we can point to the one from whom they came. Hallelujah. Jesus only knew these things because he spent time with the Father. Hallelujah. So let's take a look some more at this. Let's look, what did he do after he learned all these things? His hour was a specific time and he knew it beforehand. We read that in in 13 verse 1. He says, I know beforehand, before the feast of the Passover, before the last supper he knew what was coming after the last supper he knew beforehand it was specific these are the things that he knew that he would leave the world and return to the father when you are in your time it's important and i used to be of the mindset that you know you get on god's path and it just goes straight and forward and everything that you that you experience is god's will and Woo-hoo. But I see now that there are times and seasons. And what Jesus knew in this time was he knew two things. He knew what he was leaving and he also knew where he was going. So you as a follower of Christ, there are going to be changes. And this is what I'm talking about. We're in a season of change right now. We're in a season where we have to be alert and understand what we're leaving and where we're going. This is what Jesus modeled for us. We just don't stay where we were and carry it out until Jesus comes back. We have to be alert and aware, know what we're leaving, and know what we're going toward. All right? And what was Jesus going toward? What did he say? You see that? Uh, let's see. In this, he was in verse 1. It says, he depart out of this world unto the Father. So here's what we can do. And when we want to discern our times, know where you've been and know where you're going. But where you are going should always be toward the Father. (laughs) If you think that where you are going is going to lead you away from God, that's not the right place. Okay? So as a Christian, as we're discerning where we're to be and we're discerning our times, we realize where we've been. But where we're going should always take us toward the Father more and more and more and more. So if something you're about to walk into is competing with the father, don't go there. If something you're about to walk into denies the father, don't go there. (laughs) Where you are going should lead you to the father. Hallelujah. Um, His purpose, what was it? To love those who were his own until the end. I see this, that he's enduring. So you can get uh, tempted to quit in the middle of a purpose. You may know what God started you on. I'm a homeschooling mom. And right about, oh, January, <laughs> I start to get a little like, what am I doing? Why did I start this? But the thing is, is Jesus, he indicates that he, he fulfilled the purpose all the way to the end, till it was finished. And I want to encourage you and your purpose not to quit because it's hard. You see this thing right here? Who knows what this is? <laughs> Huh? Woo! Everyone who goes working out knows this is a resistance band, right? Right? If I put this between my feet or around my two feet, and the moment I felt a little bit of tension, I took it off and said, oh, no, that's terrible. That must not be right. The moment I felt the first bit of tension, if I kicked this off and said, oh, that, that's just... That's not the will of God for my life. <laughs> resistance band training is not the will of God for my life because it was giving a little bit of resistance. I would lose it. I, I No, the resistance is there. It doesn't mean that I'm not fulfilling my purpose. But there will be things that come to resist your, your purpose. All right? There will be things that come. I used to not know that. I just thought, if I just follow God, everything will go smooth, everybody will applaud me, and everybody will love me, and and it'll just be great. But do you know, whatever arena you're in, whether it's the workplace, whether it's business, uh, whether it's education, whether it's entertainment, whether it's government, whether it's the church, you will, in trying to do your purpose find resistance. You will experience resistance. Does that mean I kick it off and say, well, I'm not doing that anymore? No, no. In that resistance, I'm still fulfilling my purpose. And not only that, am I gaining strength toward my purpose that I might finish to the end. All right. You see that? Praise God. Praise God. So remember that It's God's will for you to use resistance bands that way. Just know this. When things get tough, it doesn't mean you jump ship, okay? And I'm seeing that a lot. And what that indicates to me is you've not endured. When things get harder, a belief that you once held doesn't seem to satisfy. When a belief that you once held so close and you thought was so short. We're seeing this right and left in this day. It's not because the belief is wrong. It's because you have not yet You've not worked it out. You've not resisted the things that are coming against that belief. It's not time to abandon that belief. It's time to go deeper and find out what you don't know. Because the Holy Spirit, I've said this this week on Twitter. Woo. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit has been sent to show you all the things you don't know you don't know. You don't know everything. You don't know everything (laughs) and it's just a good place to get where you say God I'm relying on the Holy Spirit because I don't know what I don't know and when I come against resistance I don't just run away because I don't know I run I endure in my purpose until my time there is finished getting stronger and built up in my purpose and I ask the Holy Spirit what do I not know here I don't run away I don't run away and follow another set of beliefs. I dig in, all right? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God, you're so good. <laughs> I want to look at uh, the difference between knowing something. Which Jesus kept emphasizing. So here's what he knows. And then he's talking about all the things that he wants you to know. What about this? Jesus is knowing some things. But I want to talk a little bit about the difference between knowing something and reasoning to something. Hmm. All right. Let's look at chapter 13, (laughs) verse 29. So, excuse me, 28. It says, nobody at the table knew what Jesus was talking about. Jesus says, okay, uh, John gets bold at the nudge of Peter, ask him, ask him. And Jesus just said, somebody, one of you is not with the rest of us. One of these is not like the other, right? <laughs> uh, what's that from Sesame Street way back in the 70s? I don't know, but anyway, it popped in. But one of you is not like the other at this table. And Peter's like, John. You know, And John's like, okay, okay, because John's got the end. He's the one laying on, on the chest of Jesus. And he says, ah, oh, what are you talking about, Jesus? <laughs> Which one is it? Is, who is it? Who is it? He said, the one that I dip this bread and give it to is the one. And, they, and, and so he said, but they didn't know what they were talking about. He didn't have any idea what they were talking about. So now it says there in verse 28, no man at the table knew. I I don't know what you're talking about. Again, we don't know what we don't know. (laughs) These guys didn't know what Jesus was talking about. In verse 29, what did they do in place of knowing? In verse 29, it says, Some of them thought, or some thought. Thinking about something (laughs) is not the same as knowing something. Okay? When you know something, you won't be moved from it. When you know something, you'll be faithful to it. When you know something, you'll get busy about the thing that you know. When you're just thinking about something or you have a thought about something, you're easily moved. How do we get from thinking about God to knowing him? It's just what Pastor Joseph has been teaching us. It's time in his presence until you get it. And how will you know when you get it? You'll just know when you get it. The thinking will stop, and there will be something deeper. There will be something that you have come out of that time not thinking about God, but you now know about God. And what is it that Jesus wants you to know? The same thing he knew. Your times, your purpose, your authority, and your identity. All right? So let's get past Let's take enough time in God's Word, enough time in His presence, that we get past the thinking, and you will kind—it'll just click. You'll know. You'll say, "Oh, something's in there now. <laughs> Something just dropped down in there that's not leaving." And that for those that are uh, decrying the Christian faith, for those who are walking away, I question how much ever really dropped. How much ever. Came to a knowing state as opposed to a thinking state. So some thought, but they did not know. Okay, so I wanted to point that out. Thinking stuff is not the same as knowing stuff. <laughs> and we want to spend time with God so that revelation comes so that we know stuff. Oh, I know. I know. Everyone else can scream all around you, that's not right, that's not true. Oh, no, no, I know, I know. And remember what I said at the beginning? Where does our knowing come from? From what we believe. If I believe God is true and what he's showing me is real and what he's showing me is important to my life, then I believe him, I believe his word, and then my knowing comes out of having that belief and trust that he knows what he's talking about. I don't. If you're still running over to other religions, and I include all the things I mentioned before, don't just think religion is Hindu, Islam, New Age. It can be politics. It can be sports. Don't just run over to your other religion (laughs) you haven't taken the time for something to know it reveals that you don't believe God's word is true and that he's trustworthy hallelujah so let's take time to believe God that's why we say in prayer we honor your word because we believe it we know it's true it's what we need and what we know will form out of what we believe hallelujah okay Let's see what else. So why is he doing all of this? He's doing all of this to serve others. He's washing their feet. So, wow, you'd think a guy who knew his time and a guy who knew his purpose and a guy who knew his authority and a guy who knew his identity would be doing something more important than washing dirty disciples' feet. No. He knew all of that and yet was exampling for us the highest use of those four pieces of information. The highest use of knowing your time, the highest use of knowing your purpose, your authority, and your identity is to serve one another. Here's Jesus washing feet, and he says, Look, none of you are gonna be greater than your master. And what's your master doing? He knows all this. And what's he doing? Washing dirty feet. Wow. And not begrudgingly. He's doing it. Why? So then there's another question there. Why? Why is he doing all of this? Why is he taking the time? I mean, he knows he's fully knows what he's supposed to be doing. Shouldn't he be like on, uh, I don't know, like a big billboard somewhere in town? Or shouldn't he be on TV? Or, you know, shouldn't he be like someone important? should we give him like a, a fancy office somewhere in the tallest building in town? I mean, what's he doing? No, he's washing feet. And why? Why? Because of what he says he wants uh others to know and like we said in uh verse 31 that the world may know that the world may know so he gives a new commandment he says to love one another to what he's saying is he's i've got my time i've got my purpose i've got my authority i've got my identity now i'm serving you're not going to be greater than your master So what is this all about? That you would know those four things that you too would serve so that all the world might know. All the world might know. Hallelujah. What Jesus knows, he wants you to know. And why I said what he would love you to know is that he is going to love you to this place of knowing. (laughs) <laughs> I could say, oh, I'd love you to know my friend. I'd love you to know, no. I'm saying the verb action, that Jesus is going to love you into knowing. That his love should have an import, as I said before. His love should have an evident, tangible result in our lives. It's not enough to just say, oh, yeah, Jesus loves me, and I see no... No, I see nothing, no evidence of that. And what is the evidence again is that you'll know these four things. You'll be serving others and you'll be leading others to the same revelation that you've received. Hallelujah. That they can know their purpose, that they can know their times, that they can know their authority and they can know their identity in the Father. Hallelujah. So he wants us to know these things and how's he going to do it? He's going to love us to know. Amen. God is loving us to know. Hallelujah. How did Jesus know all these things? Again, because he spent time with the Father and the Father loved him to know. (laughs) How will we learn these things? By spending time with the Father and the Father will love us to know. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know what? He's just so about this, he's unwilling to quit so he says you remember when we read in 14 and he says oh yeah if you've seen me you've seen the father if you know if you know him you've seen him and Thomas is like what are you talking about right so let's look at Thomas again in verse or chapter 14 verse 5 Thomas oh let's look at verse 4 are you there guys John 14 4 Jesus says, I'm leaving you guys, okay? And I'm going now. You can't come now, but you are going to come later. In verse 4, he says, where I'm going, you know. And the way, you know. And Thomas says, Lord, we don't know. (laughs) Here is the one who's got it all together, Jesus, right? The Son of God, spent time with the Father, knows all these things. And he says, you know. And what do we say? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Thomas is saying, I don't know. When Jesus says, you know, you say, I know. (laughs) Okay? Whatever Jesus is saying, you say it too. Don't argue with the king of kings. If he says, you know something, say, oh, I know. (laughs) No, if Jesus says, you know the way, don't say, I don't know the way. <laughs> this is part of authority also, right? If you have the word of the one who gave you the command, can anyone argue that? No, you have the authority. So when God says that you know something, I know it. You know, Joseph won't allow me to say I don't know (laughs) at the house, he'll say, yes, you do. Right? I can't say, I don't know something. Well, what is God telling you? I don't know. Not allowed to say that. Why not? Because God knows. And if God's saying, "Uh, you know, hello, you know, guess what? I can't say, I don't know anymore. I do know. And that's part of the authority that we have been given in Christ. Hallelujah, that we have the authority to carry out what God has called us to do. So we can't go around saying, I don't know. I want to talk real quick. I'm a mom, so I want to talk real quick to moms in here. It was just such a a real cool moment the other day. Judah and I were out, and uh, I asked him because we were out in public, and there were some mom and child displays, which you always see when you go out in public, right? And uh, I said, "Jude, what makes a mom a mom? What, how, how, what, you know, what makes a mom a mom? And, and this was my son, my 15-year-old son. He goes, uh, they don't whine. A mom does not whine. <laughs> because we hear, we hear, don't we hear it today? The child is de- demanding, and the mom's like, stop. I'm good, stop it. And you hear whining and a mom. That's not, you're not exercising your authority. I also want to say that you have authority only in the things that t- pertain to your purpose. I can't go and correct another kid in, a, in the grocery store, but I sure can correct my own because that's the realm of my purpose, and authority comes with my purpose, okay? So don't try and exercise your authority outside of your purpose. You're knowing your times. You're knowing your purpose. That With that purpose comes an authority, and you're exercising that authority by saying, I know, yes, sir, I know, and not whining <laughs> to get it done. I thought that was just tremendous. I was like, thank you, Judah. I just, he taught me. I was like, okay, this is good. So realize, moms, whining. Can I say this to you? I learned this uh, from... Terry Savelle Foy, I think. Uh, she said, you know what complaining is? It's announcing to everyone else in the room who can hear you that you believe that you have no power to change the situation. So complaining is announcing to everybody else. It's not bad enough that you believe it yourself that this is terrible and I can't change this but that you now, by your out loud complaining, (laughs) announce to everyone else in the room that you believe that you don't have the ability or the power to change this. And that's just not so, especially in the case of parenting and grandparenting, (laughs) that we have been given a purpose, and with that purpose comes authority. And we need to exercise that authority and train our children Not coerce them, complain and cry and whine and hope they finally give up. But to use our authority to say, I know what God is giving me to give to these children. And I will do it. And I know that in my obedience, God will perform what he wants to do in this life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, that's good. Hallelujah. So Jesus is so, so about this you knowing, but he gets down to the point. Thomas says, I don't know. He says, yes, you do know. (laughs) Uh, But he says, listen, in verse 10, verse 9 and 10, let's look at that of chapter 14. Jesus said to him, have I been with you uh, so long and yet hast thou not known me? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? And then he says in verse 10, Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. So then in 11 he says, Believe me. Believe me. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the very works sake. He so wants you to know what he knows. He so wants you to know. Jesus so wants you to know what Jesus knew of his father. There's no reason why we should put off Jesus over here in a special category that he can know, but I, we can't know. No, he's doing all of this so that you might know. And he says, if you don't know... What does he encourage them to do? If you don't know, believe. Just take my word for it. <laughs> if you don't know yet, just believe. And this is where people walk away. This is where people are walking away today. They know, they don't know. It looks like Buddhism is just as compatible to Christianity morally. Like we're not stepping on bugs and we're not killing creatures and we're being kind, you know. All that stuff is very appealing. But they don't, they don't know. And because, that's why they're walking away, because they don't know anymore. And Jesus is appealing to us. If you don't know, believe. Believe me. Believe me. If you don't know, believe me. And this is where I've got to say that people walking away have not even come to the person of Jesus yet. They are not even come to the person of Jesus yet who's appealing to them, saying, if you don't know something, don't walk away. Believe me. Believe me. Believe me. And if you don't believe my words, believe me for the work's sake that I'm doing. I, I'm I'm doing all. I'm raising people from the dead. I'm causing blind eyes to see. I, I'm feeding thousands. If you won't, if you won't, if you don't know, believe. But if you won't believe my words, at least believe the works. Yeah. His appeal is so strong to us that we would know what he knows. He wants us to know what he knows. He wants us to know what he knows, and that's why he's serving. So that all the world might know. And this is why we are here at Highway Church. Joseph and I, if we wanted to do whatever we wanted to do, and you can do that. We can go anywhere in the world. We could go live anywhere we wanted to live. But it wouldn't be about our time and it wouldn't be about our purpose. We wouldn't be doing what. God had purpose for us. And why? Why? Why don't we just pick up and go somewhere and just whatever, do whatever you want? Why don't we do that? Because our heart is the same as the heart of, the, of, of Jesus, the one we're following. We want all the world to know. We want everybody to know this. It's not enough for us to come here and have a great time. We want everybody to know. And what do they need to know? The same things that Jesus knew. Jesus knew his times. And they will change, but again, what will guide us? We know what we're leaving, we know where we're going, and we know that it's taking us unto the Father, right? We know our purpose. Our purpose will carry it out by His grace and by His strength all the way to the end. We'll face resistance. We'll grow in, in, in strength and in grace as we make these resistance and we'll fulfill the purpose all the way to the end. We'll walk in authority. We'll say what God says and nothing more. We won't argue with the King of Kings and we know our identity. And that's the last thing that I want to talk about and spend time on today. Look at verse 20 in uh, John chapter 14. Oh my goodness, this is so beautiful. Verse 20, at that day, and what day is he talking about? This day that we live in now, the days after he gave himself as a sacrifice on the cross for all the sin, iniquity, shame of the world, and he rose again from the grave. It's this day now that we'll know these things. He says, at that day, you shall know. What do we know? That I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. How do you walk away from that? How do you walk away from that knowledge? And what is this all about? This is identity. Jesus, if you are born again, literally has come in you, and you are in him, and he is in the Father. There is no need to run away when you know you belong, right? Jesus is living inside of you, and you in him, and he In the Father. There's no reason to go searching anywhere else when you have this kind of security, when you have this kind of assurance. This is why I don't need to try substances, they have no appeal. I don't need that. I know that I'm in Him and He's in me. I don't need to try risky things for a rush of excitement. I don't need to put myself in a dangerous situation for the rush of excitement because he is my excitement. (laughs) He's everything. He's so satisfying and so fulfilling. I don't have to go do risky behaviors because I know where I belong. And everything, when you know where you belong and who you belong to, You don't have any desire to do any of that kind of stuff. You don't have any need to run away. You don't have any need to go and explore. You don't have any need to go endanger yourself because you know where you belong. And I pray that for each of you today that you know how valuable you are. You don't have to go and search and say, well, I got to find somebody who thinks I'm important. God thinks you're important. (laughs) Well, I don't feel loved over there. I need to go find somebody who thinks I'm important. And we got this happening all over the place. My goodness. Listen, when you know that Jesus is in the Father, that you're in him, and that he's in you, it, it, it does away with all of this stuff. Identity is so strong, so strong. And uh, I think probably everything flows out of that, even though it's the last thing he mentioned. I think flows out of that, that I know my purpose, I know my time, I know my authority, because I know whose I am. And I want to stand here before you today and let you know if you didn't know already that God is going to love you to know (laughs) these things. He's going to love you to this place where you know this. If you'll give him that time. If you'll give him your ear. If you'll give him your attention. And out of this sense of identity, everything else will flow. Out of this sense that he loves me, He's in me, I'm in him, and we're in the Father. Oh, glory to God. What can touch us? What can touch us? What can distract us? What can pull us away? What can tempt us? Hallelujah. We're just happy in him, and from that will flow your times, your purpose, and your identity. So, so important, especially to those of you who are starting school. I know. Are my kids out there on Facebook? kids at school different colleges out there I hope you're staying connected and I hope you're hearing me this morning that you're important to God he values you he created you with a very unique purpose that only you can fulfill but you won't know that unless you go and give your ear to him hallelujah So that's what God wants you to know this morning. That you can know what Jesus knew. And Jesus knew his times, his purpose, his authority, and his identity. And take those four things and search the scriptures for them. I really encourage you to in these chapters I mentioned, these five chapters, 13 through 17, that you look for the word know and just dig that word for a little while and see how many things Jesus wants you to know. And what you don't know, just believe him. He's good. He's good. He loves you. Just believe him. And if you don't believe his words, believe him for the works. Who else has done the things that Jesus has done? Who else has raised from the dead? Who else now sits at the hand of the Father? Hallelujah. Who else is now alive? Hallelujah. And well and ready to answer your every question. Just Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what you don't know, just believe. If you don't believe his words, believe him for the works. But here's his heart. He wants you to know. He wants you to know. Such security in knowing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Thank you, Father. God, we thank you for your word to us this morning. We just thank you for revealing your heart. That you just really... to draw us unto yourself Uh, not that we could be unknowing and ignorant to our purpose to our authority, to our identity but you want to draw us so that we would know what you know and when we know what you know we'll begin to serve so that others may know God I just uh, thank you Father for your intent Purpose. Man, you loved us and you loved us to the end. You didn't quit on us. You made every provision for our lives. There's nothing that we lack. And we just thank you, Father, that our answers are found in you. That you are the way. You are the way. And the destination, the same as yours, the Father. Hallelujah. Where are we going? We're going the same place you went, and that's to the Father. Thank you, Father, that you are the way, and the Father is the destination. And with your eyes closed this morning, I just want to ask, maybe you've never known that God was this interested in you. (laughs) He's really interested in you individually. The Bible tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. (laughs) And we know what everlasting life is. It's to know God. So whoever believes shall not perish but will know God. Hallelujah. If you don't know Jesus or you've never known that he was this interested in you, that he created you, that he made you for a purpose, that he loves you in spite of your sin, in spite of your experiences in the past, in spite of what you've done. God has loved you even while you're yet a sinner. If you had not known that, and today you're hearing that for the first time, he wants you to come to him right now to receive him to yourself just like it said that you would know that Jesus is in the Father that you would be in Jesus and Jesus would be in you maybe you didn't know that was possible but that's the whole reason why he came is there anybody here this morning would you indicate by the raising of your hand that you want Jesus to be in you and you want to be in him is there anybody who wants to give their life to Christ this morning if you just raise your hand hallelujah oh he's so good is there anybody here who wants to make a commitment by standing up on your feet just at your seat but standing up to say God I'm going to seek you I'm going to spend time with you to know my purpose to know my times to know my authority to know my identity hallelujah I'm committing to these things. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm committing to them fresh and anew. I've let these slip or I didn't even know about them, but I'm committing to them fresh and anew. God, that you could do with me whatever you please, that you could uh, uh, send me, you could use me, you can do whatever you'd like to do, Father, so that others might also know what you've shared with us today, Father. We just thank you. We commit ourselves to you. We give a focus to our listening is what we're doing. We're giving focus to our time with you. Teach us, God, what it is that we don't know we don't know. (laughs) Would you lead us into new places? Would you take us into our purpose more deeply? Lead us into new places, sharing with us by your Holy Spirit all that you know. Hallelujah. We trust you, Lord. You're faithful. We expect it to be done. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. God, we praise you. We honor you. We bless you, Father. Thank you, God, for your goodness. years.